0: Welcome to LifePoint with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Hello, everyone. Thank you for listening to KBXL 941 and LifePoint. And thank you for listening the last couple days as I interviewed Kathy Turner of Hope Ranch. I'm telling you what, what an impressive place. I am so thankful that I had a chance to share with her. And I hope that people can respond to that need Because I'm telling you what She is reaching people They are reaching people They are making a difference for Jesus Christ It's not just talk It's action And I've seen it in person And I'm telling you what God is working there Well God wants to work in all our lives And he wants us to understand That he is the God of miracles And he wants to be the God of miracles in your life Are you allowing him to be? Would you pray with me? Our Heavenly Father, thank you for all the listeners. Thank you for their life. Thank you for what you're doing in their lives. And Lord, if there are some of them that are struggling today, in the name of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, touch their lives. Provide miracles for them. Do things that they can't even imagine you to do. God, give them strength and give them power from on high. Give them strength when they're tired and when they're lonely Lord Jesus, may we call upon you. I give you thanks in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Hey, I want to share with you. I've been sharing uh, out of the book of John, so I'm going to share today out of the book of John. I'm going to share probably the most familiar story out of the book of John and one that you will relate to. And so it's about the bread and the fish. You remember this, the power of Jesus Christ. you got to understand this, that Jesus Through his miracles, people followed him. They believed because they saw. And, of course, we remember what uh, Jesus said to Thomas, blessed are those who believe without seeing. Well, these people believed because they saw Jesus in action, and they started following him all over and and trying to see all the things he was doing. Just like what we do when something's fantastic, when something's really special, we want to see it, we want to be there, we want to see the spectacular. Well, Jesus was all about the spectacular, But his spectacular was the will of God. It was touching people's lives and changing people's lives. He wants to change all our lives. He wants to work in your life, even if it is something minor. It doesn't have to be something major. Some people say, well, I don't have a lot of problems, Pastor. Well, you don't have to have a lot of problems. But what he wants you to do is to have a relationship with him and to believe in him not only that, to spread the good news of Jesus to a lost world. The other day I got online and I was looking at some different uh, countries that still have not been ministered to. And I guess in the Amazon, there's four or five different areas that there's natives that you can't get near that have not been ministered to. Almost the whole world now has been ministered to. And of course, we know the Bible talks about uh, Christ coming again when everybody has... uh, had a chance to hear the gospel and such, and I can tell you this: it's it's getting closer and closer. But there are people that need the Lord, and there's people that step out. There's people that do things uh, that are very valuable to the Lord. I watched this movie, "Tortured for Christ," the other day, and uh, this is uh, it comes from the the martyrs group that that is out there that is that is changing lives. And in Romania, this this man, this pastor, how incredibly tortured he was. But the underground was changing lives for Jesus Christ forever, sacrificing their lives, their health, to have people know Jesus Christ, their Lord and Savior. We have a hard time even sacrificing go to church on Sunday. We have a hard time sacrificing our income. We have a hard time sacrificing. It. We don't even know what it's like. I'm telling you what, it opened a new door in my eyes. I'm telling you what, I, I thought, you know, as much as struggles have I've had, With health or different things It's nothing compared to what people have gone through You know we all feel so bad about ourselves But when you are tortured and almost killed And I can tell you stories that would just turn your uh, Just turn your stomach because they're so bad But they stood up for Jesus And many came to know Jesus Christ because of it Well let's read chapter 6 of John Let's move to a more positive subject right now after this, Jesus went across the Sea of Galilee, some call it Tiberius, and I had the uh, privilege of going across that sea a number of years ago. It's awesome, it was a great time. A huge crowd followed him, attracted by the miracles they had seen him do among the sick. See, again, they saw what he was doing. They saw the miraculous things that were happening, and they were attracted by that. When he got to the other side, he climbed a hill and sat down, surrounded by his disciples. It was nearly time for the feast of the Passover, it kept annually by the Jews. When Jesus looked out, he saw that a large crowd had arrived. And he said to Philip, Hey, where can we buy bread to feed these people? <laughs> he said this to stretch Philip's faith, because he already knew what he was going to do. And that Jesus, you know, Jesus used examples for people so they could get it, so they could have their faith built. And he continues to do that today. He wants to build all our faith. Philip answered, Two hundred silver pieces wouldn't be even enough to buy bread, and this is a modern translation, so it, it denaris turned into two hundred uh, silver pieces wouldn't be enough to buy bread for each person to get a piece. One of the disciples it was it was Andrew, brother to Simon Peter, said, Well, there's a little boy here who has five barley loaves and two fish, but that's a drop in the bucket for a crowd like this, you know, and this is interesting when you think of these barley loaves and the fish." The barley loaves were probably the size of a Twinkie, and I've used this illustration uh, preaching at my church, and I pulled out Twinkies. I said, this little boy, his mom sent him with a lunch for the day and had him these little five barley loaves and these two little fish. The fish were probably not too much bigger than uh, sardines, I imagine. And that was going to be his, his fill for the day. But that's all that was around there to eat. And Jesus said, make the people sit down. There was a nice carpet of green grass in that place, and they sat down, about 5,000 of them. Then Jesus took the bread and, having given thanks, gave it to those who were seated. He did the same with the fish. All ate as much as they wanted. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine how God stretched that? No wonder people followed him. We were on that hillside where, Jesus, uh, where they believed Jesus uh, might have met years ago, and you could start picturing how Jesus was out there uh, speaking to these people and how how this, these, this little boy's fish and uh, bread was changed to feed thousands of people. It's such a remarkable story that many people, when they look at the Bible stories, they think, that can't happen. There's no way that can happen. Folks, I'm telling you, there is no way that can happen without the power of God. All things are possible with God. When are we going to get that? When are we going to understand that? When are we going to understand that God can do anything he chooses to do? This is when the people had eaten their fill. He said to his disciples, gather the leftovers so nothing is wasted. They went to work and filled 12 large baskets with leftovers from the five barley loaves. Twelve baskets of leftovers from those five Twinkie-sized barley loaves. Oh, my goodness. The people realized that God was at work among them, and what Jesus had just done, they said, "This is the prophet for sure. God's prophet right here in Galilee." Jesus saw that in their enthusiasm, they were about to grab him and and make him king. So he slipped off and went back in the mountains to be by himself. Wise decision. Yeah, they, you know, they realized the power of this man, and so, and his time had not yet come, and he had so many things to do that he didn't, he couldn't get caught up with that. So he slipped away, and uh, of course, we know people continued following. Follow him. In the evening, the disciples went down to the sea. They got in their boat, and they headed across the water to Capernaum. And I remember we headed across from Galilee to Capernaum when I was in Israel. It had grown quite dark, and Jesus had not yet returned. But a huge wind blew up, churning the sea. And the Sea of Galilee, it gets, it's really like a large lake is what it is, folks. But it gets really full of wind and waves, and it's, it's not an easy place to be in a storm. And they were, they were on the boat, and they were a few miles out. And all of a sudden, they saw Jesus walking on the sea. Oh, here we go again. Well, folk, why wouldn't they believe that, since they just saw him turn uh, barley loaves and fish into enough to feed a group of 5,000 or more? I mean, of course they believed. And there he was out there walking on the sea. It's me, he said. Don't be afraid. So they took him on board. In no time they reached the land, the exact spot where they headed to. Suddenly they were there. This is the amazing thing. He got on the boat. The boat was being tossed by the wind. It was an amazing uh, windstorm. And next thing you know, they're on the they're on dry ground and everything's just fine. The power of God. We so limit the power of God in our churches. Here I pastor a church. I've pastored the same church for 30 years, and God has blessed us. But we still, we still limit God. We still pray for those things and, and think, oh, maybe they'll happen instead of believing that Jesus can do all things, all things. There's nothing he can do. There's nothing too great. And we have issues within our families and struggles that we have, and we just wonder why we're having all these. God wants to take them from you. God wants to deliver you. He wants you to believe. He wants you to believe he has a job out there for you. He wants to believe that his, his plan is better than your own plan. He wants you to know that he will minister to your family and to your friends. That's why you pray for them. My father prayed for his mother for years and years and years. In fact, my grandfather prayed for my grandmother for 50 years. And on her deathbed two weeks before she died in the hospital, she gave her life to Jesus Christ at age 72 years old. And she had a vision the next day or the day after, a vision of heaven, and very vivid vision of heaven. But, you know, as my father and my grandfather praying for her for all those years, that God got a hold of her heart. Don't give up praying for your loved ones. Don't give up praying for your mother or father who have been have not been Christian their whole lives, don't give up praying for your kids who are who are living wild lives now astray from the things of God. Keep praying for them. I pray for my try to pray for my daughter and my son-in-law every day and my wife that God would get a hold of their lives powerfully and use them. I am thankful my son and my, my son-in-law and my daughter love God dearly and are just great people. And I'm just praying for their future. My daughter really loved to know what she, God would have her do. She's a college graduate, and she's doing great, but she really wants God's will. And I'm praying that God will sh- show her his will. Well, you know what, folks? Never doubt. Believe that God can do the miracle. God wants to do the miracle in your life. Will you let him? Will you call upon him today? He loves you so much. I hope your day is blessed and filled with his joy.